0: The long and winding road leads us here to the doorstep of the postseason. One win, a little bit of help away from ending 17 seasons of misery. Allen steps up. Chops over the defenders to pick up the first. Now how many quarterbacks have you ever seen hurdle anyone? He throws, touchdown! Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're listening to us. This is episode 21 of the Red, White, and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast. Alex, still at home. Buffalo, Matt here in the UK. Alex, how you doing? How good does it feel to be two and zero? Who exactly. cares how good the Do- who cares how good the
1: Giants or Jets are? Uh, who cares who we beat? We're two and zero, and it has to feel
0: good. It does, As, and. We mentioned, as I mentioned in the last one, the last uh, the last team to go 2-0 in the same stadium was the Bears. And they got to the Super Bowl And the previous four teams before that all made the playoffs. So I'm excited. I think that regardless of, uh, as you say, how badly the Jets played and the Giants played, there are omens there. Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back and look and see how good the Bills
1: have been with a 2-0 and start. Do you think we made the playoffs? <laughs> 2014, we beat the Bears and Dolphins, finished nine and seven, missed the playoffs. 2011, beat the Chiefs and Raiders, went six and ten. 2008, beat Seattle and Jacksonville, went seven and nine. 2003, beat the Patriots and Jaguars, went six and ten. 2000, beat the Titans and Packers, went eight eight and one. 96 was the last time we went two and zero to start the season, beat the Giants and Pats. And ten and six, and that was lost in the wild card to, I believe, the Jaguars. So we haven't fared well, but obviously this is a new regime, a new owner, and um, things look a lot better than that 2014 team.
0: Yeah, I mean that that stat you said from 2000. Did, did I hear right? You said they went eight and one. Eight eight and one. Oh, eight eight and one. Okay, yes, I thought he just. So had, I, I didn't. See, I didn't hear that yeah. second. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear the second eight. I thought it was eight and one. I'm thinking, <laughs> what the hell? That's a weird. Yeah, season. I don't think. I don't think the Bills
1: have ever started eight and one, in, in this in the 2000s at least. For sure, they haven't. The, the best we were was five and one with Trent Edwards. Mm. Um, I don't have
0: the. I don't have the Jim Kelly years off the top of my head. Possible um, but, yeah, possible this year, this season, it could be a 5-1 and one start into the bye week. Maybe 6-9. That,
1: that would be miraculous if that happens. But uh, I'm not going to put it past them. I mean, this team, uh, to start both games, <clears throat> looked really good. I mean, in week one, the points were derailed by turnovers. But if you take away mistakes... We could have had 28 on the Jets in the first half as well. Uh, This week, we protected the ball better. And uh, there's your points. So uh, fundamental football against bad teams will always equal a win. And it did this week.
0: Yeah, I just think it's going to be a case where if you grind out these wins against these bad teams and what me and you were talking about, um, the fact that what were me and you talking about just a while ago? Uh, oh, no, you actually sent me the, um, as part of your uh, podcast notes, yep. winning the two games in a row obviously sets us up well for the uh, season, pre- providing, we obviously, we win all our, um, all our home games. Absolutely. I
1: mean, it's going to be tough to win all your home games because you have some real tough ones at the end of the year and you have the Patriots, um, but uh let's just say you're supposed to win all your home games right so you do that and then these two wins and you're 10 and 6 um obviously i don't think we're going to win all of our home games i did a very very quick um look at the schedule after today's game and uh i believe after the jets game i had us going nine and seven but today i have us going 10 and six
0: okay so you've jumped on the uh the optimism train yeah,
1: I think um, I think I might have overturned the Tennessee win. Yeah. I think, yeah, sure, they look good against Cleveland, but there's a possibility that Cleveland beat themselves last week. So Tennessee wasn't that impressive this week. They have a good yeah. defense, but their offense is not there yet. I think it's a lot like the Giants, where they have no passing game. Um, they rely on a tight end and the running backs and once we learned to shut Barkley down uh it was pretty much over and mm-hmm. as long as we do that against Tennessee I think the same result will happen but uh yeah. let's focus on let's focus on this week um were you worried when the Giants made it
0: 21-14 I was I, I, I'm gonna, I wouldn't want to lie right now and say I wasn't, but I actually, there was a part of me that was thinking, oh, crap, here we go again. We've got off to a good start, and then it's just uh, all going to pot, especially after the first series. But unless, unless the Giants had a um one of those team talks at halftime or a switch finally turned on, yeah, there was a chance. I was thinking, oh crap, we're gonna, uh, we're potentially gonna lose this, or at least tie it. But at the end of the day, it Alan's made the plays at the right time, got the right people, made the right decisions. We had, I don't think we had any. Do we have any turnovers? I don't think we did. No, no clean game. So. That way we know that he's actually made the smart decisions. Yes, he's taken a few a fair few sacks, which he should have just thrown away, but a couple of times where he had would be sacks he actually did he did throw it away. So I was I will admit I was slightly slightly concerned, but at the end of the day I knew the Giants would run out of steam eventually and Hey ho proves me right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, their defense made some really good adjustments at halftime um, to really expose Cody Ford, I think. Um, He's consistently been good when he's getting bull rushed, but what is the same note on him coming out of college was he can get beat around the corner with speed, and that really ate him up again today. When Inseki came out and Ford had to kind of play all the snaps, You can see that he was really struggling a bit, and that needs to – they need to figure out a way to help him out there, Mm. whether it's by putting Lee Smith in more often and having him chip guys off the line to help Ford to kind of maybe contain. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you saw the same thing on Cody Ford, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I saw them swapping in and out as well on there, which – we, we discussed this last week can be a hindrance can be can be good but again he, he's still he's still adapting to the NFL level obviously yeah what he have what happened in in training camp mini camp where he was actually moving from right guard to right tackle I don't think that's helped him I think that's probably the reason why yeah he is struggling he did struggle in that game because he's Obviously, been playing two different positions. He's not been able to have that prolonged period at one at one position to to actually learn the skill set and actually improve against mm-hmm. the speed rush. So I'm going to put that down to to preseason. If they decide they're going to roll with him, they need to, as I say, they need to stop. They need to stop this rotation and just. Say right, Cody, you're the starting right tackle. And Zeki, you're our um, you're our swing tackle. The line is going to be Dawkins, Spain, Morse, Feliciano, and Ford. They stick with that because I think that's the only way that Cody Ford is actually going to to gain that experience if he's constantly starting and he's part of a constant O-line rather than having two or three series, then being swapped out, swapped back in after a couple of series, he doesn't have, he won't get gain that mental reps. Cause he knows, oh, well, I'm only going to be here for a few snaps, then I'm sitting out for a bit. So maybe that's crept into his mind, hence why he's made these mistakes. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I'm putting a lot of the blame on Cody Ford's mistakes on our coaching staff. I think that, the juggling that they did with him in the preseason and a training camp didn't really benefit him at all. Um, obviously, Feliciano came on hot late and earned that spot at right mm-hmm. guard. So I think they were thinking about probably having him there until Feliciano really showed him. So with that, they really had to just throw Ford in just because he's a second-round pick probably. And um, yeah, but... What what I liked was is that they figured that out and they played in Seki more. But then he went out, so you had to kinda give Ford the reps. Uh, yeah. the best way to the best way to, to, to get better is to learn and to uh, make the mistakes and know what not to do. So I'm hoping that by week four he'll figure it out. It's gonna be hard. I mean no one can make a quick turnaround that fast, you know. I mean, his yeah. mistakes are probably going to last all season. So just expect him to make mistakes going forward. Uh, but hopefully if inseki turns out to be fine, a rotation at right tackle is going to be what we're going to do. And it's going to be what's best for the team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think possibly this may be a point where we agree, disagree with that. I'm As I say, I'm not, Obviously, defensive line, yes, you can get away with rotation, wide receiver, every other position. But obviously, quarterback, you can probably get away with rotation because they all know the schemes on and off. But I think O-line, because that's such the most important because you're protecting your franchise quarterback. I, I, I can't see unless there is injuries or if he's made Committed loads of personal foul penalties or something like that why you need to constantly swap, swap them in and out but as I say that's my opinion on there we may agree to disagree we may eventually agree but it's good that we each have our own um opinions on that
1: yeah I'll fight you on this forever uh, <laughs> I think that I think that uh, offensive line gets tired way faster than defensive line does so you need to have a rotation of guys to keep guys fresh and when you yeah. have a talent like Inseki, who by no means is he like a 90 in Madden or anything like that, but he's a good offensive uh, lineman, and he deserves mm. to play because he'll help the team. So uh, I- I'm looking forward to that and to see what they do there. Because, yeah. um, But really, I- at the end of the day, for me, my philosophy on football is if I have to talk about the offensive line, then there's a problem.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, I think as— as I said, I think it's it was a case that there were so many injuries along the lines in training camp. I think, as I say, they've got four out of the five positions settled now. They just need to settle that last position, and then we can obviously reap the benefits going, uh, going forward from there. Yeah.
1: So, looking at the rest of the team, I think, um, <clears throat> man, the upgrades that we made at wide receiver are really showing through. I mean... John Brown and Cole Beasley dominated this game for our receiving core. Um, Isaiah McKenzie with a great jet sweep. But uh, if you started the season with Zay Jones and Robert Foster, I think that you're really hurting Josh Allen's progression. Because all day it was John Brown. And Cole Beasley only had, what, I think four catches, three or four catches. But big catches and big times.
0: Mm.
1: Zay Jones had a drop in the end zone. Robert Foster had a drop for a first down. So... But yeah, John Brown, he, he starts every year really good, really strong, uh, and then kind of breaks down because he's a little guy. If we can keep him healthy, and if Josh Allen can put the ball in places where he doesn't get hit hard, um, if he stays, if he looks this good all
0: year, then that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I think I I think it, we are now seeing seeing the chemistry that, that we want to see develop a lot more. Between the new additions, I mean, even even Dawson Knox came up with a couple of um, couple of good plays. I think they get a quote for a couple of um, stupid penalties as well. But at the end of the day, it's, it was tip for town. Some of them, I think, one of them got a penalty for like behavior. But something similar happened to him in the second half, in the fourth quarter, I think. Yeah. And that went unpunished. I'm <clears throat> thinking that was exactly the same he's forced him to the ground okay okay Dawson Knox actually shoved him and he also had one which was a shoulder barge I think on a was it on a on a touchdown run or a big run that we actually I mean, got put back 15 yards he's yeah actually, um, shoulder charge I'm thinking that that's a how was that a personal foul For sure,
1: some of the penalties were really soft and it looked like they were benefiting the Giants. Um, Mm. I never want to talk about refereeing because I think at the end of every year, each team kind of comes out even on calls that are for and against. Maybe not the Saints last year, but um, regarding that final play of the game, but uh, having a team to overcome that I think is, is, is great to see. I don't think we've had a team be able to do that. Um, yeah. Usually when, sorry about that dog barking there. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. My, uh, while I'm staying in Buffalo, I'm at my parents' house and uh, their dog doesn't like any human being or any other um, animal walking anywhere near the house. So he's losing it right now. Yeah. Uh, no, man. But yeah, uh, going going back to resiliency, I think that um, when Josh Allen missed John Brown on that deep ball,
0: mm.
1: it's just what I would expect from them is run and then short pass and then punt, you know? And yeah. they rebounded from that and they made plays and they got points. And it's just so great to see a, compet- a competent NFL offense. We haven't had that in forever. I mean, we still saw that gaudy stat of not having a 300-yard passer, I think possibly since Fitz in that New England comeback game. 35 because,
0: games. So, yeah, 35 atrocious, games
1: now. atrocious. It's probably
0: yeah. – I would say it has to happen this year. But um, but, the, but then again, you've got – you had that stat. Yes, I admit it. It's a bad stat that we haven't had a 300 game for 35, um, 35 games but also we've got a stat that Allen's the first Bills quarterback was seven straight 200 passing yard games since Jim Kelly in 92. I think that's also bad. That's not
1: a good stat. You want your quarterbacks since 1996, which is when Kelly retired. You want your quarterbacks to be able to play throw for 200 yards. You should, just, yeah. that's not a lot. I don't think that's a lot to ask. So that's just another really ugly stat that, they were spinning as a positive. Hey, Josh Allen has been great so far, but the fact that we haven't had anything in between there is really disheartening and just goes to show like the lack of previous management.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, the only other time other than Jim Kelly in 92 was um, Joe Ferguson did it seven straight times in 81.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, for, for a for an organization to not understand where the league's trends are going and build a team to compete with what everyone else is doing is what we've had to deal with and I think we finally have gotten there. I mean, how many times did we line up 4 or 5 wide? Uh, you haven't seen that since Chan offense and that wasn't a good roster. Mm. You know? So this has been uh, this has been really enlightening. And I'm not about to take anything away from the team at all. I don't care who the opponent is. You went into someone else's stadium and you beat them. And you did it two games in a row. So let's focus on stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Positive rather than negative, as we said last week.
1: Yeah. So in staying positive, let's talk about Devin Singletary and his hamstring injury.
0: Yep. I, to be honest, I don't think it. I think it may have been about a cramp. It looked like it because he wasn't hobbling, and if it was a hamstring injury, they would have checked him out in the blue tent, and then yes. he would probably have been carted off to to the um, to the locker room for further uh-huh. tests. But you saw him standing, walking around after coming out the tent, so I think it was probably just a case of cramp. And by that time, the game was pretty much over, so they just ran with with Frank Gore. Mhm.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm gonna stay cautiously optimistic on it I mean, he did on his way across the field he did go down the cameras i don't think really showed it very for very long but um he did the trainer to tell him to go down he did he walked off to the sideline under his own power he was walking what looked normally on the sideline so he's probably not going to practice all week but i from what it looks like here and there hasn't been any indication otherwise yet. Even though it's still early,
0: I expect him to play the Bengals next week. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if anything, they're probably gonna then just leave him out for leave him out in training for a couple of games or a couple of training sessions, let him recover. Yeah, do, do a bit, of, yeah, do a bit of bike work, um, just to just to keep the muscles warm. So I, I could see him not going out to training a couple of times for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if
1: he is out, then it's, mo- it's going to be Yeldon and Gore splitting the work. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Yeldon looked good in the fourth preseason game, but hell, that's preseason, so don't hang your hat on that, you know. Mm. Um, but uh, I think the last talking point after Singletary is probably um, – the weakness of our defensive line, just not getting any kind of pressure. Uh, I don't know if we blitzed at all game or if we did. It just got picked up. But when we rushed four, uh, they were solidly handled. And I know the Giants did an off-season uh, offensive line retool like we did. But yeah. um, I would hope for and expect, especially against good quarterbacks, that coming up, you need your front four to get pressure without blitzing and they weren't able to um maybe we just didn't need to do that maybe that wasn't in the game plan maybe we're saving that for tom brady but uh the good news is we didn't need it
0: yeah i think i think what they what they had the plan was was obviously to contain um contain barkley yeah so didn't work on the first drive but uh you know
1: that's fine it's the first drive and we responded and we uh we we made adjustments and it really worked
0: yeah. out. I think I think that's probably the reason the reason why obviously we if we blitzed even though Manning's old he's actually declining quite a bit he'll still he still has that veteran savvy the know if he's going to be constantly blitzed he, he's going to have Barkley out quickly they can have a yeah. quick quick check down to or release early to avoid obviously being there uh, being sacked. So mm-hmm. it's, you can say that, yes, he is getting old and all that, but it's oh, he just looks, savvy. I mean, I love his,
1: I love watching Eli and the cameras are just always on him. And that guy looks like he doesn't want to be out there or he mm. doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. Uh, the guy's cooked. And they're gonna have to put in uh, Jones sooner rather than later if they want to keep the rest of the team happy, because they're not gonna win many games with Eli going forward. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I think you're right. It's it's one of those where you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You may want to please most people, but you know that the inevitable is coming. Can Obviously, after that first drive, the next three after that, the Giants fans just started booing the hell oh, out of the team. Oh, absolutely. they deserved it. They deserved
1: it. I mean, the, the, the post-game show here in the U.S. talked a lot about how you don't want to throw Jones to the Wolves. Uh, you, didn't, you definitely didn't want to have him come in and play against this Bills defense because it would crush his confidence, which is a great testament to our defense. I think that's fantastic. But, uh, you know, it's the Giants... We don't have to worry about them anymore, so who cares?
0: Right? Yep. We're two. So that's good. Another little snap yeah, Snap. stat about um, Josh Allen. Obviously his percentage his um percentage rating was over sixty percent again. Yeah, I think he hit three today, so that's fantastic.
1: Um so yeah, uh I don't think there's really much to talk about. This is one of those really weird games where usually when I watch a Bills game and we score a touchdown, I, like, cheer. I get into it. Maybe I was hungover because I went out (laughs) last night and saw my friends and everything. But, like, even I I watched the game with my dad, and normally we're loud. We are loud fans. You can hear us across the street and down the street. And this game just felt like a lock all game. We scored. Mm. I'm like, yep,
0: great. We scored. That was easy. Nice. Yeah. No, I, 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 I sort of agree on that. I mean... I I saw Kill of South up to half time, twenty one seven. I'm thinking, eh, I'd love to celebrate this when the bill's ever that far ahead going into um half time. But again, after seeing what happened with the Giants last last week, seeing what we did to the um what we did to the Jets and what we could do to the Jets if we'd made took those chances in the first uh, first half. I just thought no don't need to get super excited about it. It's the way they're now playing. It's the way. It's their identity coming up that yeah. we're looking forward to. Actually, a, a more positive and more um can't think of the right word. A brighter outlook to say it like that for the for the coming season. Mm. Well, looking at
1: uh, Twitter right now, my trends are set for New York, but even trending in the United States. Daniel Jones is trending and uh yeah uh, pretty sure Eli is cooked um the New York media is gonna just have a a field day on him um Mm. but yeah whatever uh not our problem anymore um yeah let's um with how easy it is I mean we're just gonna roll along here uh with how easy this win was let's uh let's transition into some uh fan questions
0: yeah I mean we only got a couple um couple this week and as we as we said on the last podcast, we've said on Twitter and Facebook on the group chat. Please, please, please send us your questions. We we want to know your opinions. If you want to know our opinions, just send them in, tweet them, send them via message, put them on a, on a post, whatever. Just get them into us so we can have something else to discuss about. Especially when we've had games like this where. There's not really much to talk about, but it's yeah, we true. wanna
1: we wanna interact with you guys as much as possible. So during the week, during the games, send in your questions, comments, concerns,
0: and uh, we'll discuss what you want to talk about. Uh, so well, what do we got? What do we got first? We've got a couple on Twitter. One from um, his Twitter handle is that uh, He says, "A hoed and py- Hyde and Poya, I don't know what's wrong with me speaking today, um, the best safety duo in the league. What do you think?
1: Yeah, um that's a great question. And I think that um maybe maybe the Ravens, I mean just uh, locking in Earl Thomas was huge for them, I think. Um mm-hmm. but I think overall our secondary is going to be tops in the league. I mean, if you had to make a list right now, uh, we would definitely be top five. Um, I'm, I'm maybe just a little concerned. I mean, Hyde isn't as old as I think he is, but um, on that Barkley touchdown, uh, Hyde didn't have the angle uh, was properly set up and he doesn't have the speed to kind of catch up to it. But uh, at the end of the day, though, uh, if I'm if uh, answering this question, I'm going to say, yeah, they're top five. I love it probably the best safety team that we've had in quite a long time.
0: Yeah, I think I, I agree that I, in my opinion, I think they are going to be, they are probably the best in my, in my opinion, maybe that's with me, with my, with my Bill's hat on my, um my red, white, and uh, Buffalo blues tinted glasses on that mm-hmm. they're the best safety duo in the in the league, but you've just got to see how they've actually um, performed as a tandem since they've been, just have been here a couple of seasons ago. The fact that they're able to lock down pretty much that middle of the field and Jordan Poy has just been playing lights out since he's actually got here. I think with that and Hyde being the, one of the most underrated safeties around, you've got that locking down pretty much in middle of field and obviously you have Trey White locking down one side, so you've got yeah. three quarters of it and I think, yes, I can see, obviously Earl Thomas, yes, he's probably the best at the moment in the NFL maybe Tony Jefferson's probably up there, maybe the Ravens give the Bills the run for their um, money, you may also look at Jamal Adams and Marcus May at the Jets mm-hmm. but I just think the, their work ethic, way that they've come in, and where they've adapted and made this defense even better. You have, you can't, you could argue, but there probably wouldn't be that much of a of a discussion to whether saying and agreeing that they are the best, in my opinion, safety tandem team in the um, in the NFL.
1: Yeah, if if someone said. I mean, like you're giving me now. You give me that opinion. I am not gonna ar- try and argue that away from you, because they are both really good. Mm. And I That's... think I think Poyer is generally underrated um, yeah. by by some of the national media too. So that might just lead to why you're not going to see them
0: like on any lists or anything. Yeah. Yeah. the The other question we got via Twitter is um, from Andy McNamara. Um, going. He says, I know every game is crucial, but I can't help but think how massive next week's game against Bengals is before we play the Patriots in week four. Do you agree and what's your opinion on that? I think that if you believe in momentum
1: and confidence carrying over week to week, then if you take 3-0 and against New England, I think that's one of the things that you need to beat them is to have confidence and to have, you know, kind of to be feeling good because you you can't go against New England with your head down. Yeah. Uh, You really have to believe in yourself to be able to beat them, buy into everything going on. So if you're coming off a loss, it's going to be real tough to bounce back against a team like that. The good news is um, starting with two road wins. And um, if for some god awful reason we lose next week, uh, two and two uh, isn't the worst place to be if we end up losing to the Patriots again as well. But uh, I definitely can you can
0: you can lock in three and one for me. Yeah, no, I could probably see that. Actually, that I mean Bengals, they went they were two and. Oh and two now they lost. What did they lose by? Well, they looked good last week, but this week they got stomped by the Niners at home. Yeah. So and obviously they're going to be without without um, AJ Green. So that's one receiver, but then you can't discount um, you can't discount John Ross really from it because obviously he had the breakout game week one.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had a garbage-time touchdown this week. Um, I think maybe there's possibly going to be some mismatches. I mean, I think Levi Wallace got beat a few times today, but just Mm -hmm. thankfully it it was Eli throwing the ball. So I think Dalton is better than Eli, and I think the Bengals receivers are better than whomever the Giants put out today. I don't even remember who they were, um, especially when Cody Latimer... Uh, there's one. Especially when he went out with the concussion from a poyer hit, which was shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder and the helmets touched. Yeah. I'm not going to say that that was a helmet-to-helmet helmet hit. It's just part of the thing that just happens when you tackle someone, your helmets hit. But, yeah, uh, home opener, got to beat them. And then you can look at New New England. But right now I'm not going to... I don't know. I guess I am going to look past the Bengals a little bit. I mean, I don't play, so it's okay if I look past the Bengals. But yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's all going to come down to us against New England, and that's going to be our first big, big test.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I mean what, who was it, though? I, I was reading a tweet um this week about one guy. I think it was Adam, um, Adam Sheen. Sheen. From the NFL, where she's thinking he's actually positive that the Bills are going to go four and (laughs) zero. So
1: those guys need to make you know they need to make statements like that to keep things interesting. So yeah, um, it would be. I mean, that would be amazing. But I mean, sure, the Patriots played Miami, and the Steelers didn't look good again today, even though Roethlisberger was out for half the game. So maybe the Patriots just really haven't played anybody yet. And Brady and Brown aren't on the same page. Maybe they will be when we play whatever. Hopefully Brown won't even be playing because he'll be suspended. But, uh, yeah, we're going to really have to cook up something on defense. And we're definitely going to have to get creative on offense. Because, I mean, Gilmore's shut down. And, I mean, we'll talk more in our Patriots uh, pregame uh, uh, podcast. But... Uh, let's, let's, let's not talk about the Patriots because whenever we do things just get sour. So we're two <laughs> and we're looking at a really plus matchup against the Bengals. Um, yeah. so let's just focus on that
0: while we can. Yeah. So I think obviously what I'm going to, what I'm going to try and do, I'm going to try and invite our, um, our friends from the Bengals podcast onto the show and see if we can get their, um, their opinion on the matchup.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So hopefully have that for the, um, for the next episode. All right. So, um, I mean, we can go a little bit on now, if you want to go for a little bit on the Bengals or as I say we can,
1: I mean, I haven't really looked into the Bengals at all. Um, I haven't watched it's any good. other game. I just saw the highlights from the Niners just stomping them. If they're going to lose like that at home, then I feel really good about them coming in here when we're going to be super pumped to go next week
0: yeah i'm so, looking it, i'm looking at the stats that they had i mean they had Tyler Boyd go for um 122 yards on 10 receptions John Ross going for 112 yards um on four receptions with one touchdown i mean um, i would
1: look i wouldn't look too far into those stats yeah. because
0: that's just them trying to play
1: catch up. If those guys had those stats in a competitive game, then that's impressive.
0: But when you're chasing from behind, that's not that impressive. Mm, I think I think one thing that we got we got to keep eye eye to eye on for the um for the week is the health of Joe Mixon. I think if they've got him fully fit for the game, I think the game will be a lot closer. I mean, he only had 17 yards. On eleven carries, so that was either San Francisco being that good, or Joe Mixon still struggling. But then again, Giovanni Bernard only got six yards on six carries. So
1: yeah, it's probably game script. I mean, they were probably they probably didn't run the ball once in the second half of that game. Mm. So um, yeah, we, we saw what happens when we play against a team with a good running back. Uh, Barkley went for a hundred and seven and three catches for twenty eight. Uh, I mean let them do that if we're going to win 28 to 14 you know yeah i mean I have think... your 100 have have your 100 yards um as long as we stop you in the red zone as long as we slow you down when you reach midfield then it's fine especially yeah. because i had Barkley on my fantasy football team this week so
0: <laughs> yeah and no, i i think i put i think i put josh allen in on one of mine mm um, obviously that would have been no. that would have been
1: good for me because I think Josh Allen's on my uh, waiver wire, but I I started Jared Goff and that's just uh, that's an ugly game right now. Yeah. So, but I I'm don't. pretty
0: I'm gonna win anyway because I started the Patriots defense. So. <laughs> I think I think a couple of mine I've actually started. Um, I started Tom Brady. Yeah. Don't you feel a little dirty doing that, huh? Kind of, but I had should I had. I had between that or just Sean Watson. Oh, dude,
1: yeah, I would start Watson just because you know that. And this is this. I think this is a really good point that we're not talking about the Bills anymore. We're talking about fantasy because it was just such a. When was the last time we had a confident, easy win? You know. Yeah. But I mean, if I were you, I would play be playing Watson because you're looking at a more competitive game there, and and I mean you want to assume that Brady won't need to throw the ball. Uh, but I think he did end up putting up more points than Watson today, didn't he? Uh,
0: I believe so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Deshaun Watson went for um, 16 to 29 for 159 yards and no touchdowns and interceptions. Mm-hmm. And Brady, I'm just trying to get the stats. Brady went for 264.
1: Two pass touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. So I played against Brady in my league, and I'm still pretty sure I'm gonna win. But <laughs> yeah, Brady did go off. Uh, you would think that they would run the ball more, but I mean, just everybody on the Patriots had a field day. So yeah, I I, I, mean, I would feel dirty playing him and riding him to a win, uh, <laughs> even though even though like three years ago, four years ago, I did, and he took me to a championship, but. I'm, I'm solely back
0: on the uh, no patriots on my fantasy team rule. Yeah. I think I think I've actually uh, broken that rule slightly with uh, <laughs> with a couple of mine, but then again, a couple of mine were actually um I didn't have a choice, they were auto picked for me. So oh, yeah.
1: And it's it's um, just really hard to stay away from good offenses, you know? I mean, yeah. if you want to win fantasy, you don't play personal, you play smart, which is take guys that are going to score points. So Exactly.
0: Yeah. But we will. Um. We may pick up more fancy talk. Uh, later on, maybe we can do a whole section of it during the. Um. During the bye week. That sounds good. Uh. But I'd say next week, th- Thursday, Friday time, we'll drop the. We'll drop the next episode. The preview of week three against the Bengals. As I am right. gonna try, try. and get the Bengals guys on the. Um on the show have a little chat about that and obviously go through our um go through our previews
1: so Great. so before then um we'll talk to you all soon send in your questions your comments your concerns twitter facebook instagram uh post to us uh matt tell them how to find us
0: uh well you've got at uk or sorry now you you said that wrong last time and i'll put that in my head <laughs> that's it's my fault at Bills backers UK is our Twitter. UK underscore Bills is our um, Instagram, and we've got um, the Facebook group Buffalo Bills UK. The website is still under under um, construction. So, but if you do want to drop us an email, drop it to info at UKBillsMafia.co.uk. dot So, Alex. I will say enjoy the rest of the time you have left in Buffalo before you're oh, back yeah. in a good old blighty.
1: I, I got some chicken wings on the docket coming up this week too, so it's going to be pretty great. Awesome. Going to go to a bunch of spots. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so for, for that, until next time, for this time from Alex back home in Buffalo and me here in a beautiful dark it's probably <laughs> wet outside. Maybe not. Um, UK. It is. Uh, good afternoon. Good evening. Keep subscribing, downloading, reviewing, and go Bills. Go Bills. Not us, yeah, Not, not us. us. You don't know
1: anything about heart. You know anything about work? That's who we are. Bills no, so on three. One, two, three.